Tonight's speaker is Tina. Okay, hi everybody. I'm Tina and Compulsive Overeater. Hi Tina. Hi Tina. Nice to see, nice to see you. Yeah. Um, let's see. Alrighty. So, thanks for asking me to speak. And I've never spoken at a hundred pounder meeting, so this is this is kind of a new thing. And um, great to have that opportunity. Um, Oops, I put together a couple notes here. Let me pull this up. So, um, what was it like? Here are some photos of, of where I was at before I, I came into to, um, OA. Um, and I think, you know, a picture speaks a thousand words and kind of to address the idea of, of being a hundred pounder, I kind of wanted to show some of these. Um, I came into OA. Um, in um, May, 11 years ago, and um, you know what ha what happened is is I found a, a program that really worked for me. So um, my definition of powerlessness in OA was that after the age of 30, no amount of dieting that I did could get me below 200 pounds. Um, I went up and down over the years. Uh, my top weight was 302 pounds, top known weight, I should say. And mostly I bounced around between 255, 295 for about 20 years. So what happened was um, I had a younger brother that confronted me and pretty much sat me down and said that he was worried about me and was worried about my health. Um, I was very defensive at the time and um, felt like he didn't understand what my problems were and because um, he had never struggled with a weight issue. But so even though I was defensive at the time, at also at the same time, I realized that um, what he was saying was very important to me. And so there was a part of me that listened and took in that message. Um, I felt quite desperate because I had given up hope of ever being able to find uh, something that would help me with my weight and had pretty much been in a place where I um, where I had just, you know, kind of accepted the fact that I would probably be overweight for the rest of my life and I just better make the best of it. Um, God had different plans, thank God. So, um, So what happens is I came in, into the doors of Overeaters Anonymous and I found uh, a sponsor and began working the steps with that sponsor. And all I can say is that everything began to change. Um, what I said recently in one of the talks that, that I uh, recently spoke at is that regarding my food and my eating, interestingly enough, it's a little bit different with me than uh, for a lot of people, and I just wanted to, you know, kind of briefly touch on that, is that um, I don't have alcoholic foods, as best as I can tell at this point in my recovery, and that I've been um, blessed to be able to eat pretty much what I would say is I would be able to eat what I want, but what I want has changed, and that has been a miracle of the program that my higher power has uh, blessed me with, because I don't want the same types of things that I used to want uh, food-wise. 
and um, that has been a, a big blessing. The other thing, the other major miracle that I would say has happened is that um, I have not experienced relapse and that has been a blessing. So once I came into the doors of OA about 11 years ago, I've never once returned to the, the way I had been eating before. And, you know, basically I was pretty much eating for two people at that point in time. And um, what I did was to help me on my food plan because what I found I needed was some kind of a guideline about what my food needed to be. And um, what that was, was counting calories and weighing and measuring. And that was something that gave me a very objective measure of exactly what I was eating. And that was very helpful. And what I would say today is that my food isn't perfect, um, whatever perfect mean, means. And um, I would say that before OA, I fought that I, my food needed to be perfect for it to be okay. And um, I also had an idea that even in kind of a lot of the beginning years of OA, that being abstinent meant that I was gonna be on a diet for the rest of my life and um, a restriction, a calorie restricted diet for the rest of my life. And what I have found is that is not at all the case um, by the grace of God. Uh, let's see. So it took me about two years in OA to release um, 120 pounds. And at the time, you know, I complained to my sponsor as it was happening that I felt like it was it was too slow. The weight loss was so slow and I was frustrated with that because before OA, really my idea was, you know, let's just, you know, get the show on the road, uh, get this damn weight off as quickly as possible so I could go back to the way I, I used to eat. And um, I found that all of that changed through working the steps really um, and helping me to identify some of those very important things in my life. So, um, so I was, I was doing what everybody said you were supposed to do, but I had never had the ability to do, which was to maintain a very slow weight loss over time. And, you know, lose about a pound, two pounds a week consistently and, and that was truly a miracle it's also been a miracle to me i believe probably an even bigger miracle i would say um that um i've maintained my weight over time because i was never able to do that you know from the age of eight when i began overeating um up until the time i came into overeaters anonymous i was never able to maintain any kind of weight you see either i was on my way up or on my way down um so many miracles began to, to happen. And if I may, I'd like to share a little bit from my screen again, if that's okay. Because what I became aware of is certain spiritual principles in the program that I wanted to probably spend the rest of my time talking a little bit about. Here's some pictures. I'll just show you some of, some of the pictures. Sometimes those are fun to kind of look at. That's pretty much where I came in, what I started at. Um, as I began to work my program, I began to see some physical recovery over time. And um, some, some of the key ideas, um, these were some slogans that became very important to me and, and really helped me um, to begin to change. 
And one that was a key for me is to get something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. So that idea became sort of a, uh, a cornerstone of my program because I, 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 it was a reminder to me that I am going to need to do some things differently. I am going to need to change and I'm really going to need to get, get ready to change. Um, the other thing that, that really helped me um, in program was you can't think yourself into a new way of acting. You have to act yourself into a new way of thinking. <clears throat> so that's what I began to see happening in, in my life. And I thought, what an odd, what an odd thing um, to say, um, because it's sort of the reverse of, of what you might um, expect. And so some other very important ideas and maybe some spiritual principles that, that I began to understand in OA was that I, you know, I had been a believer in God uh, before OA, but, and, and I knew that God would speak to us, but I didn't have any idea that it would get down to the level of, of our food and even food choices and food amounts. And that's something that I really discovered in OA. Um, so I knew that God speaks to us, but I didn't realize that he would really get really very specific if we asked for his help. And I also found in OA that we can learn to hear from him and better and become more sharply attuned to uh, that voice. And I also learned, and I, I kind of knew before OA because of having been a believer before, that God has a will for my life. In other words, a plan or, or a will for my life. And I had always heard that he knows what's best for me, but it always kind of sounded like um, that, that kind of came with a negative for me because um, I was worried about what, we, what he was going to ask me to do. Um, and that totally, totally got flipped on its head when I came into OA. And I also knew that I need help to live according to his plan. And then there was this idea of, of, of about focusing on the present moment that I had never really gotten down into that um, level before. And so, you know, kind of putting all those really key ideas together for me is um, what it distilled down was to um, the idea of God has a will for my every moment and he will reveal it to me one step at a time if I ask him to. So I started to, to really wonder about that. And um, I wondered, okay, God, what is your will for this moment? You know, and I asked him, I said, let's, let's try this out. And one of the first things I heard was shave your legs. And I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. I said, really? I thought it would be something of much more of a spiritual, spiritual significance then, um, but, but what I got was shave your legs. And then I began to hear all kinds of other things sort of in that realm that had to do with my immediate living environment, things that had sort of gone by the wayside and I had let go for a long time because I was so heavy and, and overweight. I just, um, didn't really care anymore. And so I began to hear things like this. I, I began to hear things like do the dishes. 
um, and um, do the laundry. And a lot of it were, was things that I hated, you know, quite frankly, because there were things that never stayed done and um, were very frustrating to deal with and things that, like I said, had really gone by the wayside in my life. Paperwork had piled up. There was clutter everywhere. This wasn't just about food for me. It was about everything going on in my life. And I began to hear some very specific direction um, from my higher power about it, including information about food and food choices and um, exercise, you know, physical exercise, which I hated. I was uh, really a couch potato, honestly, and didn't know how to get out of it. So he began to speak to me very specifically. And let me just see here, I'm taking some of these notes from something else, but I just wanted to mention that he started talking to me about very practical things like personal grooming and housework, like I, I mentioned and um, things that I needed to do, how to have a quiet time, which I had never been able to manage to do. I always felt like I was too busy for that. Um, he began to speak to me about when to get up in the morning, the exercise I needed to do or not do. Um, so he began to, to give me balance that I didn't have in my life. In other words, I always thought that um, I either didn't want to do any exercise or I had to do it every day of the week or it wasn't good enough. And he began to speak to me in a very practical, kind way. And, you know, I would get the voice about exercise maybe two or three times a week. And it was a gentle approach. So this was a completely different voice than my own voice um, because my voice was the voice of the extremes. Um, he talked to me about what to buy at stores, how to spend money, how to handle a problem at work, where to find something I lost what to say to a friend. And um, so what happened at that point is what would come up for me quite often and was something that I really needed help dealing with um, position of, I had asked for God's help. Um, I was listening to his voice. I heard the message that would come and then I didn't want to do it. And I thought, uh-oh, you know, now now what do I do? I heard maybe, let's just as an example, um, that the exercise um, for that day would be um, to walk. And I thought, oh, I just really, you know, everything hurts. I ache. I really just don't want to walk. And what I found that I could do is that I could ask help for that whatever came up about me being unwilling is at that point what I needed to ask for help with because I was, it was a great thing to hear, you know, my higher powers voice, um, but it's quite another thing to actually do it. And I needed a lot of help doing, doing it, the yeah, physical action. So that's the process that, that I began to see that was at work in my life. Um, you know, a spiritual process, I call it willingness wheel where, um, you know, I would start out with the first three steps, you know, the three-step waltz of I can't, he can, I think I'll let him. So I would ask for help. I realized that I needed to ask for help. I needed to be humble. I needed to be willing to ask God for help because that was really my part. Before I came into OA, I had no, no idea what my part was and what my higher powers part was. That was really confusing to me. 
Um, but working the steps helped make that very clear. So I needed to ask for help. Um, help with my exercise, help with my food, help with just every single thing in my life. And what changed, what began to change is that I expected to hear something uh, from my higher power. And I wanted to know what was gonna come. Because in the past, what had happened is I would you know, shoot off these prayers and then I would forget. I just forget and I just didn't really have even the faith to even expect that something was gonna come. And so what changed is I actually started to expect to hear from God about things. And so then the other part of my part was to listen. I needed to, to listen. So a big part of what helped me was uh, doing a daily quiet time. Um, so that's the, you know, the kind of the main part of my day where I would try to listen uh, for my higher powers direction. But then it became um, all throughout the day and listen for guidance and direction. And I did learn more about that over time. And so that takes willingness. And then once I hear some kind of a direction from my higher power, my part also was to act on it. Um, so you got, I had to do it, you know. Um, and, but the point was, if I ran into any obstacle, what I learned is all I had to do was go back and ask, go back to the top of this wheel and ask for help. So in other words, if, if I didn't feel like exercising that day, or um, um, he would even give me guidance about what to order from a menu in a restaurant. You know, he would kind of speak to me and show me on the menu what I should order. And if it was the turkey and not the hamburger, and I kind of, you know, um, hedged at that inside, then I would go back and I would say, okay, so this would take willingness and then I would need to ask, but God, can you help me with that? Can you help me with my unwillingness to order what I believe I've heard that would be the best thing for me to order or or um, the, the exercise for the day or, or whatever it may be. So what I began to see is that there was a momentum here that started to go around and around and in the old days, before OA, what would happen is I might, you know, possibly get direction from God about something. I may listen on my good days, um, but if I didn't feel like doing something, that was the end. It was done, you know. Um, but what I found in OA is that this willingness wheel, it could keep going around and around, and it, I never needed to be stuck again. Um, where I was. All I needed to do was go back up to the top here and ask for God's help with the unwillingness. And, um, you know, when I when I look back at my OA journey and ask, you know, how do I account for the miracles that have happened in my life? You know, the fact that I've been in OA for the 11 years, it took, you know, the two years of the, of the weight loss period and been able to maintain that, which I've I had never ever been able to do before this is how i would account for it it's a spiritual connection with my higher power it's this willingness process and in, in, in this momentum um that got going and is still going and um i think that's pretty much pretty much what i'd like to say so thank you thanks for listening <laughs>